man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... Just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. What Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. And we back, ladies and gentlemen, dropping Jews. We in the building, live and direct, straight from the motherland onto this other land. Y'all know who it is. It's Kale, man. And I got my brother here, Meech. What's good, bro? Chilly chill. Chilly chill. What's the, what's the word, man? Tell me something good, brother. Just trying to make it. <laughs> Hey man, so I'm glad if y'all listening to us, we still back on this Driving Jews podcast. Um, still doing interesting conversations, um, and we just gonna leave it right there, man. Tell 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 them tell the tell the people what we gonna talk about today, Meech. Tell them tell them about about these uh, establishments out here. Which ones? <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> I'm gonna let you kick that one off. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, that is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean establishments though? Um well there's a lot of ways we can go with this. Um I'm trying to see which way I wanna go, but anyway, uh I know people have been watching the news lately. It was another shooting of a black teen uh, in Brooklyn. What was it? Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Um, the lady said it was a mistake. She thought she had a taser out and she had a gun. Uh, um, I mean, it's not much that can be said, man. It's, it's just ridiculous now. Now, in my honest opinion, I think that it could have been an honest mistake. But at the same time, a mistake like that, you can't, <clears throat> that person has, has to face the consequences. It's just like when you're on a construction site, when you're in control of your, your laborers and it's your job to make sure they're working in a safe environment. And if somebody dies, then you're responsible for it. And I think a lot of times the same consequences that are applied to certain industries don't apply across the board. And that's just uh, troubling. Uh, that That's how, you know, that's how it ends up, though. <clears throat> and uh, tell me what you think about it, man. Well, let's just go back to your analogy as you was mentioning regarding construction work. So uh, perfect analogy. So let's just say the gas company facts hits the water line or the water company hits the gas line. 
well, it will be billable each way. Fact. So each party will have to pay the the gas line, the gas people, the gas company have to get paid from the water company, and the water company will have to get paid by the gas company because you hit their main facts. So ultimately accountability should look like that. Absolutely. In a sense that if officers act unbecoming, then there should be consequences to their to their mistakes or errors. Um, because unfortunately, we're not talking about a gas line or a water line. <laughs> they can be repaired. <laughs> Those can be repaired. <laughs> talking about a human being life, which he, he or she can't get back. No. And so, yeah, that's why I just take that from what you said, and it, it just makes so much sense. I think, and also on top of that, um, I, only thing I wish that the young brother would have did is not try to get away like he did. I'd rather him just chill, be cool, let them do what they do, <clears throat> and go on about his business. Now, I don't, you know, they saying the reason he was stopped was something that was minute. I'm not sure. Um, but in certain situations like that, don't make it worse, man. You already know you you essentially public enemy number one. And, you know, that's something we can't we can't that's something we can't do as uh African Americans, even though other individuals have done it before and has not got shot, because they really don't deserve for him to get shot. Um, but I think sometimes we, 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 we can't put ourselves in minute situations. I mean, just look at the brother that was in the military when he got pulled over, he was calm, collective man. And, you know, they was going to extreme matters and trying to remove him from his vehicle and he didn't know what was going on. So I, you know, you got to handle that situation with delicacy, honestly, um, especially african-american males and females so you, you you know you you gotta understand that the people that are supposed to be your that's protecting your safety and um and protecting you at times they feel afraid of you because of i don't i don't know i don't know what because of because i ain't even try to try to put get in their brains and think for them well Without even having to get in their brains, we have to look at the culture we live in. I mean, look at the 10 o'clock news. Yeah. What do you see? Crime, crime, crime. Crime in urban areas, yeah. Specifically black urban areas. And this crime ranges from murder, larceny, um, <laughs> just being real. See them predominantly white when they sweep that right under the rug. Huh? You know, I mean, those are that that is what's shown. So, 
you don't have to be a police officer to fear being in certain neighborhoods. You are correct about that. Because that is what's propagated. And so there's a knowing in the back of your mind. If, for instance, I got to drive down 70 between Union and downtown. Right. That some might pop off. Facts. Because so many people ain't got shot on that highway in as many months. So I don't think it's wrong to have a heightened sense of security for oneself when put in the area that potentially has a higher crime rate, quote unquote. Because again, these stats are stats. So obviously stats are used as a metric to maneuver your thought process into believing that this is so. And unfortunately, this is the measure we go off of when we look at certain neighborhoods and then the news only reinforces it when Mm. it's states the story so again the the officer understandably is a little more tense but in my opinion it's all about managing the situation and there are times when officers should intervene de-escalate but there are times in which officers should escalate. And I'm gonna give you a prime example. I was looking at a traffic stop a few days ago, video traffic stop of an officer pulled a guy over, pulled over a white guy in a truck. Officer pulled to the passenger side of the door, talking to the guy. Officer asked, as the guy was getting out the vehicle, did he have a weapon? Well, Guy get out with an assault rifle. Officer start to walk towards his way. I mean, again, the officer was didn't have a heightened sense of urgency to protect himself in that moment. Just walked over there like, yeah, let me he, talk to him. He allowed the guy to walk. He the officer <clears throat> coming from the passenger side to the back of the truck. The other guy going to the back of the truck from the driver's side. And the guy with the soft rifle just shot the officer out of nowhere and killed him. Just like and 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 to me, those are the situations you got to escalate where you have to escalate and protect mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Not the situations where, you know, obviously there's no visible weapon. The person has their hand on the steering wheel. They're in compliance with all of the procedural um, method that the officer is telling the person to be compliant with. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like a procedural thing. Like it's a procedural methodology that they go on. It's only applied in certain (laughs) places though. (laughs) Yeah, but if people are being compliant, but then that goes into, well, that's a bias because before you, you, you got rules and then you got people and then you got things that happen throughout the day to where the officer before he had that traffic <coughs> stop could have had a fucked up day to begin with. Right. 
And so now his wife, he found out his wife cheating on him with the neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) And he looking for a reason. It's a black guy. So he already got a hyper sense of fear. And now he mad at his wife getting banged out by his neighbor. (laughs) And it's a black guy. So he may let that fuel thing to the fire, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let that thing fly. I'm not saying it's right. Um, but accountability accountability is something that I believe is not executed in many areas. Facts. Facts. Within many institutions, like politics, politicians, and yeah. and so we shouldn't just stop at cops. Yeah, we should begin with pop cops, but we shouldn't stop at cops because it is ubiquitous within our culture. And and and, and you know what the crazy thing is, bro? That you said that. Um. The the division that you see amongst people in general is is race. But the crazy part is that just as many black people that are middle class workers, white people are middle class workers too. So we working at the same level, but you think you better than me because of the color of your skin. So let me, so race comes into play 500 years ago, just about 500 years ago. So before then, I don't know what they was acknowledging people as, maybe from the region they was from or the country they was from, but race was created to control supremacy. So it had to show inferiority um, to certain races compared to the other. So I I was just telling you about this documentary I was watching. It's called Extermination of All the Brutes. And And I was just looking at how these colonizers, they was going to these certain countries and they really think these people are inferior because they don't look like them. They don't talk like them. They live in huts. They, they, they not, you know, they're peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They peaceful, bro. Mm-hmm. They, they, in their minds, they with, they one with nature. They don't need all that materialistic stuff that you need to survive or to live. Because I'm doing fine. And I was thinking, it was easy to manipulate us because we were peaceful people. See, when you think about them Europeans, they was known for war, bro. They've been warring ever since, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Time began. I mean, I'm just, and I could be wrong, but I'm just saying, war was something they were used to when when it comes down to it. And then... A lot of times when the Africans had war, it was about protecting their land. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about Shaka Zulu, y'all couldn't beat them hand-to-hand combat. (laughs) I'm just being real, bro. Yeah. So you had to invent what? You had to get guns. So that's the industrialization era you're talking about where you're manufacturing weapons to control colonies now. So now it's easy for you to colonize because now I can go to this because where I'm from, guns ain't, 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 ain't important because we don't look at fighting amongst each other that way as you do. 
Mm-hmm. It's not about control or supremacy or having a land to rule over. It's about us living within our own communities and, right. and controlling what we can control. So, you know, <clears throat> I just think at times, subconsciously, um, the oppressor only know how to be the oppressor. Yeah. And it's subconscious. They may not think they're doing it on purpose, but subconsciously you acting that way. Right. You know? So I mean, I don't know. I just but I went, I turned left, but I need to bring it back. As far as you saying, as far as the accountability, you know, you just can't let nobody after they just killed somebody, you can't let them resign. Like she resigned and the chief of police resigned. So who's to blame here? You still, you still have to go through. You, you still have to go through the legal. I can't just go and kill somebody and say it was an accident, bro. She has to go through the legal ramification of what she did, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's flat out what it is. But go on, hit me, my bad. Man. Nah, <laughs> man, you can continue. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm taking notes as you speak. <laughs> take, take yes. <laughs> there is. An internal struggle in all men and women. <laughs> and it's an internal struggle pervades through institutions, right? I liken it to the story of Jacob when he was wrestling with the angels. Mm. And I think that internally people, for the most part, have been indoctrinated to do good. For the most part, yeah. However, when power has mm. become central and consolidated to the top, that consolidation creates a void. And what doesn't happen is a fair and democratic process, which we have been told that we live in. Mm-hmm. But most, in my opinion, institutions are are ran very dictatorial. Um, plutocratic, corporatized, mm-hmm. and that creates a culture amongst everybody that is a part of whatever institution or body that you're in. So even though, for instance, I will want to do right, if I become an associate of a company or a partner of a company, but the CEO has implemented <clears throat> things to run it a certain way, and I speak on it, but my my words go on muted ears mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you can't really create the change that's necessary because really change doesn't happen from bottom up in my opinion it happens from top down mm. so anybody telling you change happens bottom up you can create the tension from the bottom we've been doing that for the last hundred years <laughs> but Civil Rights Act in 64 wasn't signed until LBJ signed it from the top. Facts. 
So, but they'll say it came from the bottom. <laughs> it didn't come from the, the bottom. Brought the attention, and which that's part of being the bottom. The bottom, the <coughs> low class, is to put pressure on people to make the change. But it's up to those people to still change. Mm. And so we're we're yelling at the police from the bottom. We bring in awareness. We bring in contention, and and in some respects, it's good, but. My question okay. is, will we get the intended results by, for instance, saying, let's defund the police? Is that a remedy to the problems or should we be looking for more serious systemic remedies? So, no, no. <laughs> I'm I, just I throwing not, that out there. No, so... <laughs> you, he thought I was gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you was finna. Nah, keep going. nah, I just, I'm just throwing it out there because it's part. Go ahead. So, so when you say that, do you mean like classes for, or, or when you say that, like what, what would be the solution? Right, because and and I'm, I'm curious because I, I heard people say defund police, which would involve training, but is that going to change the system because now we because this is just not about police facts facts it's about the attorneys yep, yep. it's about the uh the judges, judges yep it's about the laws themselves yep facts facts big facts so i mean re- realistically just defunding police you put it's like Street crews go out there and patch an asphalt patch instead of laying a new road. Yep. It's going to pop right back out. <laughs> they patching <clears throat> the street temporarily. Facts. And even the patch isn't sound in integrity. I don't believe the defund police from what I've read is a is a proper solution because you're giving education and training. And I and 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 they need real education training. Not no five minute video that's going to explain harassment or racial inequality. And that's it. That's the checklist off they they uh <laughs> training courses. <laughs> no, they they need to really. I think they need to really get involved in communities again. Um, they really need to. Uh, you know, at, at one point <clears throat> there was a relationship between the gang leaders and the police about patrolling their neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know if that relationship is still there or what's going on now, but it will work together as far as trying to control the crimes that are happening in those neighborhoods. So I'm not saying that's the right approach to take, but I I feel like they need to get more involved in communities. And don't just get involved when there's a problem, but get involved even with the children and all that. You know what I'm saying? Get involved with the children that's out in those neighborhoods that you're patrolling, man. You got to get to know these people in order to know how to, you know, I don't even like the word patrolling them, but you got to get to know these people to know how to deal with people. You know what I'm saying? I just can't come in your neighborhood and tell you how you should live. You know what I'm saying? So I think there needs to be a communication between communities and the police. And I, I don't see a lot of it in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why there is a hatred amongst police between a lot of urban communities, quote unquote, black communities, because they, they, you know, they, from experiences, from negative experiences, 
and the way they are treated. So, you know, we, we there needs to be something as far as a solution, like you said, that needs to happen systemically. And, <clears throat> you know, and, 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 and understanding that just just because you from a farmland and you know you come up here to work you in these neighborhoods so you got to understand what's going on in these neighborhoods a real authentic person would would me personally if i was from a number neighborhood and i'm patrolling a neighborhood i would want to get to know these people not these like these people but you know i would want to know the people of the community that's what it's about how can i how can i patrol something not knowing nothing at all so how you expect the community to get involved in trying to help you solve a case when you ain't nowhere to be found? Only when trouble happens or when you call. So I think that that needs to happen. And then also there needs to be real training, man. Not none of like I said, not none of those five minute videos and all that, man. So they could check it off their training course sheet and all that. You know, we work for jobs where they give you these harassment videos and all that, but. I just think that we uh, need to do better. But I, I did want to ask you something. Go ahead. You, you, you Go brought ahead. up a point. Go ahead. So how do you feel about protesting? Because you made a point as far as change need to happen from top down. But a lot of times the protesters, um, majority are from the bottom. Right, and and I also uh, mentioned no negative connotation. My bad. No, no, I I also mentioned that you know though lower level dissidents protesting, boycotting, uh, displaying frustration in 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 various different forms are is a necessary component of bringing attention. So the people in power can make those changes. So I think it's a great thing. It brings awareness. And you 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 love awareness when you have an issue and you feel aggrieved. That issue hasn't been properly discussed. So it's a necessary component, a, a part of... Uh, any movement you need protesting you need angry you need people spilling on the streets so anywhere in history you look and you know you had people out when there was some sort of revolutionary change mm. so why do you think Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act? Pressure from who? Again from what I understand about LBJ he was concerned about his public image and the fact that the things that was going on at the time, the bombings and, you know, the protesting, the marching. That was bringing a lot of attention onto America, and he maybe felt that that would tarnish his presidency. And so from what I gather, he probably was probably one of the few people that could have pulled it off because he had deep sides in the South. So he 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 was able to politic with certain legislators who he needed to vote mm-hmm. for legislation. So I believe it was about his legacy. Mm. Mm. So when you're dealing with a let's say a president who doesn't give a care about that, how do you make change then? 
Well, that's, yeah, we have plenty of those. So. Well, that's why it's important to understand the legislative body. Uh, let's not forget that these legislators are equally important for empowering police officers. Often we believe that it's only the police officers acting in their own interests, <clears throat> but they have been emboldened by a system that I'm trying to find the right word. They've been emboldened by a system that um, rewards them for. <laughs> well, let's just make it plain. They are being rewarded for some actions, some actions which I would say are totalitarian to, to a certain extent. Uh, but again, not. Is I was in my mom's house earlier today. She was cutting grass. <coughs> Cop rolled by. He waving, waving okay. to me. My mom waving across the street. Wave. That's how it should be. Cops in my neighborhood. They wave. Facts. Facts. That's how it should be. And it's not a knock on cops. No, and that's how it should be. They should be able to be comfortable and at least know without knowing the people in that community. If they know something suspicious, they should be able to, you know, be cops. And I, I just think sometimes I do think the media does do a hag job of focusing on the negativity. It's not enough stories about how it works properly, but again, there's zero accountability. So. How can we expect systemic change to happen when there's zero accountability? I keep going back to that. <laughs> I don't think nothing's going to happen. I don't think it's going to change because nobody wants to be held accountable. I mean, I had a, <clears throat> I had, I was confronting some things that was going on in my job about diversity. And then when I talked to the people who need to be talked to, they don't, they didn't want to have that conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But where's the lie? <laughs> this I can, and then when you we just you, promoted two black ones, you ain't see well, it. Well, <laughs> and then you make me look like I'm crazy. Zero accountability, though. No, no, you know what it did? Oh, how can you help? You got any solutions? How are you going to ask me, do I got solutions to the problem that y'all created? This is y'all, the company that you manage. <laughs> You part of management. You part of create the culture of the company. And you have another ask me, do I have any solutions? She said it's 64 years of of, of uh, the established being ran by. <laughs> but again, accountability. <clears throat> this is just a microcosm of what we facing with the police, not to get off the subject too much. So, I mean, I, that's just where I stand with it. <laughs> I got you. No, no, no. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, so what happens... Once the protesting is done, in your opinion, what should happen next, bro? Because like you said, you still got to get pushed from yeah, the top. To Let's say this, too. It's a lot of opportunists out there. Facts. I agree with you. Let's say that. that before we talk about anything else. It's a lot of opportunists in the cause. Yes, Lord. Like, talk know, about you it. know what, man? I've been conscious for lo so long. I'm, I'm turned off by people being conscious now. Man, I've been doing this stuff early 2000s. I've been black for so long. Oh, this 
Nas became mainstream. I ain't even black no more. I ain't even feeling the cause. You feel what I'm saying? You, you ever felt like that? Like I, I'm turned off by the stuff now because it's too much. Because when I was doing my learning, I was taught on principles principles like the brother Malcolm X. If I was doing my learning, shoot, if I'm drinking or smoking, you ain't gonna know that. Yeah. I want yeah. you to, hey, I want you to focus on the content. Anything that take my people away from the content is destructive. Facts. So some people are like, well, I can't beat it. I can be this. Well, this is your life. So if this is your life, this is what you ordained to do. This is what God gave you a blessing. You're going to do whatever you, everything you do encompasses that. Obviously, you're going to have some fun here and there, not to say that, but your life should be about the work of the people. <laughs> not selling books or buying homes in LA and for millions of dollars. And <coughs> Jesus was a poor man. <laughs> Martin Luther King talk was that a, talk. Martin Luther King was a poor man. I said, in Ebenezer Baptist Church a few years ago in Atlanta and listening to Andrew Young speak. And when Andrew Young spoke, he was talking about how Martin Luther King was not big. He used to try to get Martin Luther King in the business. Martin Luther King wasn't worried about the business stuff. Malcolm X was poor too when he done it, you know? Malcolm X didn't have money. Sure did. Because when you find your purpose, your purpose isn't about the money, yeah. Money is, 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 is nothing. And, and so, and then I noticed these people got these egos. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we still talking about the police, but we, I just had to touch on that first. No, I before, think it's all relative. Yeah, yeah because, because, <clears throat> because now these, you got these group of people and they, and they, and then now they getting no disrespect to the hip hop artists, but this, this not they lane. <laughs> this is not they lane. Wait a minute. So if it's Talia <laughs> Kweli or somebody want to talk. Okay. I'm not talking about, uh, let me put a caveat on it. <laughs> I'm talking about the bang bang shoot 'em up gangster <laughs> rappers. This is not your lane, bro. This is not your lane. Like you gotta accept it. Like, bro, like just be real with yourself. Like, like it ain't even on trying to bash people. It's just being real. Like, if I, it's like me being an older brother and say I got a little brother and I know that I might smoke weed and I don't want my little brother around it. I'm never gonna smoke weed around. I'm never make sure my friend's not around, so he don't even get exposed to that. It's the same thing these rappers. If you know that you profiting on violence, why then would you show up to a peace rally trying to hold hands? <laughs> they say that was their former life. <laughs> this ain't they lame, bro. <laughs> It's just not they like, and I'm not trying to bash nobody personally. You just be, be got to be real as men. This is not your lane. Leave it to people who are talking, trying to build. And then the people trying to build shouldn't be linking up with rappers. Mm. Mm. You know, Stephen A. Jackson talked about that too when, when he was up there for the George Floyd situation. Mm -hmm. What'd he say? He was saying the same thing you do. He said he realized that there was a lot of opportunist people there that wasn't down for the real cause and not for George Floyd, but they was really there just to make a name for themselves. And he said, you'd be surprised how many people there are there are opportunists in those situations than really trying to help his family. You know what I'm saying? So you you got some, some justification on what you're talking about because you ain't the only one saying and, and he was in these circles. Yeah, I'm not in the circles. <clears throat> but he was, yeah, he was in these circles. It, it, it oozes on their social media pages. I follow some of these people. I see what they're doing. <laughs> 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 but he said he had to check out because he couldn't deal with the fakeness. 
Yeah. It's just, it's just like what we deal with in life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real though, man. I mean, you got to be, if you're not authentic, then you you shouldn't be, like you said, you shouldn't be in this lane. <laughs> what you say? So, so speaking on that then, okay, you say that. So, let me talk as black people. Speak on it. <laughs> what do you think is the next solution for us after protest? Pro- protesting is the, I feel like that's the initial stage. I think there should be stages or elements or progress to, <clears throat> okay, advancing as a people and creating our own. They say the black person, a uh, dollar don't stay in this community only for like six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do we create that balance? Because you always say this on the podcast. You always say money talks and bullish walks. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that that's, he say more than that, y'all, yeah, but it's, that's yeah. short and sweet. Yeah. You know, and we know how politics work, right? Yeah. So you yeah. gotta have money to turn. Facts. So how do we get in that position knowing that we got NFL players, NBA players, or athletes, uh, billionaires? How do we get in that situation to where it can show us thriving? And I'm not saying these communities are not out there because they are right. out there. Right. <clears throat> but how can we get more communities, especially on a on a, you know, on a uh, like you say, the bottom level? Because the ones I'm talking about, they already at the top. Yeah, uh, organizing. Um, that's the first thing that came to my mind. So protesting and organizing. And organizing means foot soldiers. That means getting in the community, uh, creating actions. Uh, obviously, it's something that you're protesting about. That's a great action to organize around that, right? right. So obviously, the young brother got shot and killed in Minnesota. That's an organizing effort right, because you create right. an action behind that because a lot of people are already impassioned behind the continual killing of young black men by police. So that is an organizing effort. And you start there, in my opinion. You start with organizing um, pamphlets. Uh, you got Facebook ads. You know, you have to do what companies do because it's worked so well for years for big companies and you have to do it in the same respect for your cause. So yeah, organizing. So you think, and the reason I say that because there was a uh, incident that happened like two years ago, Um, Chinese police officer in New York, he shot a a black guy Mm -hmm. and they did a documentary, it was on PBS. But the way they were organized, bro, that the the Chinese or the eight, excuse me, the Asian community, the way they were organized was incredible, bro. Like they had a black guy shot a, a Chinese guy. No, the Chinese guy. He was a police officer for NYPD. But he shot a black. But he guy. shot a black. But the guy. Asian community was organized and around. They, him. Yeah, so they was protesting. Protesting what? Uh, that he was an escape Um Also, the so Asian guy was a scapegoat. Pretty much, that's what they were saying. That he was he was not given the same. He the only one who faced charges. Also, the other ones. So it was other. It was other cops involved. Well, he he was. So what happened was they was they 
I think responded to a call. Um, he was in the hallway. It was dark. And somebody was coming up the stairs. And I think he turned around and shot. But it was dark. And when he went down to respond, the guy was dead. <clears throat> so he, it was negligence on his part. So, um, so he went to trial because he was charged. He went to trial for it. Um, in the Asian community, they were they were protesting, but they were protesting and they were signing petitions. I mean, they had donations. I mean, this man raised three hundred fifty thousand dollars just for a defense legal team, bro. Like, but the Black Lives Matter, they were there too. They was protesting on the other side. So, in, in the end, the uh, Chinese cop he got five years probation. So that you know they were upset. So, but this this how this how this how this how smooth it was. So the Asian guy when he got that five years probation and because it was a group of Asian brothers that was like in charge of this whole movement. But when he walked out and the protesters they was there, they started to cheer. He told them no. He said don't y'all cheer. He said we he said we in the same position they are. He said somebody somebody mama lost their son. He said, that's nothing to be happy for. He said, it's not a win-win situation. It's a lose-lose situation. And we shouldn't be out here cheering because he got five years probation. Somebody died. And I was thinking, he still had that respect level. You know, That's for, what the cops said. No, nah, this is what the guy. It was like five guys that oh, was okay. in charge. They, they was organizing okay, one of this them, whole one thing. Of the yeah. And he was, he was telling them, no, nah, shut that down. This ain't nothing to be happy for. This is a lose-lose situation here. And, and pretty much the Asians were saying we all on the same level, which could be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We should be fighting together. Wow. Yeah, but. <clears throat> Interesting. But the way they were so organized, bro, it was crazy. Like, they wasn't like, they did they protest, but they weren't like rah, rah, you know what I'm saying? Like how we get, we get passionate and emotional and stuff. Yeah, you do supposed to be down with us. Yeah, them Asians they just went there, went about their business, bro. Yeah, they signed like three hundred. They had like so many petitions signed. I mean, they walked in there and did what they do. And I think that's a um, component of us, like you said, that's missing as far as organizing to that extent. Yeah, because there is a monetization. I mean, of any initiative within our ecosystem, right? America is a is a capitalist society. So any ecosystem, any space, any niche uh, has potential to be monetized. And so what happens is, is that there's an opportunist mm -hmm. see, who sees an opportunity and Instead of putting the efforts of the community in the forefront, they put the efforts of their own personal agenda mm. and they realize that they can make money off of this. And so, in my opinion, that's what happens. No, nah, that's what that's what really happens, man. <clears throat> and I think they. Uh, I just want us to get to a level to where because sometimes I feel like we we be asking the oppressor to give us equal <laughs> rights. You know what I'm saying? That's just me personally. <laughs> Y'all can get mad at me and all that, but I think we need to go back to the to the elements of who we were. 
especially doing like Tulsa, Oklahoma with the Black Wall Street, East St. Louis, Atlanta before the riots. I mean, understandably, nobody else was targeted as much as we were when we had prominent neighborhoods, which destroyed our neighborhoods. But at the same time, I think there's an element in that, even though there was the blueprint for us to thrive, because you got to use them at their own game, man. Mm -hmm. You got to use them at their own game, bro. So now when they come on, when they come patrolling your neighborhoods, they got to adhere to what the community say. They got to come, they got to adhere to, to what the neighborhoods say. Facts. And once you start that small community, then hopefully you hope it spreads. You hope it spreads, man. So I, I agree. I applaud people that are out there doing urban redevelopment and having black families that, you know, want to see black families thrive and I'm not preaching um what's the word I'm looking for I'm not preaching um not apartheid what's the word I'm looking for uh segregation segregation but <clears throat> I think it's important to have something of our own because we always it seems like to me that we always try to go into these neighborhoods that are predominantly uh, and, um, but but this is the thing Black people don't have a cultural base. Black people have been forced to assimilate within America without no heritage, knowledge of history, without proper education and so what we see as we not together is a group which is black that has no cultural base so how can we be hard on ourselves and hard on our people when our people are just assimilated to white culture, we are white. Damn. Boy, you preaching right now. Go ahead, talk that talk. Damn. <laughs> and the sooner that we willing to accept that, <laughs> the better we'll be able to change that. <laughs> My man said we white. <laughs> we are white. They told us how to read. They told us how to walk. They told us how to talk. Re-education. Yep. <laughs> they are our oppressors. They are our parents. They are our God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> No, Killer Mike touched on that on the uh, rap. What's that rap radar podcast? Yeah, where he say, um, "Why is it that when you go to black churches, you see white Jesus?" <laughs> he said, "When you go to Asian churches, you see an Asian Jesus. When you go to certain other Ethiopian churches, you see an Ethiopian Jesus." <laughs> 
He said that's how supremacy. He said that's how supremacy keeps his keeps his uh, hand on you because they got you, uh, <laughs> got you worshiping white Jesus. <laughs> oh man! But um, you know he made a uh, yeah man that's something else. But anyway, you touched on an important thing, man. And I think that what happened was we've been stripped of, like you said, we've been stripped of our culture and the re-education of us has, like you said, following the oppressor. So now what we consider a good life is pretty much white suburbia, like you're saying, Meech. We we have to see the underlying motive for everything we do. Facts. And even the people in the streets. I'm street, right? That's just what they say. I'm street. I'm in the streets. Don't let them fool you because they want to go to White Suburbia too. <laughs> well, you are taking drugs or and you're selling them. So you're a microcosm of Walmart. <laughs> no, let's do let's use CVS because that's more relatable. CVS and Walgreens. You're a microcosm of CVS and Walgreens. <laughs> you are a capitalist. Pretty you, much. You're a street dude, okay, but you're a capitalist. And then what do you do with that money? You buy stuff that white people tell you to buy. <laughs> you're a consumer now. You're a street dude. All right. But you're a <laughs> capitalist and a consumer. Where are you going to get the nice house at? <laughs> so someone may say, well, I have no choice because this is a system I operate in. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you say to that then when somebody says that? Exactly. You're right. You can't change how the system is set up. But you can't proclaim that you is something that you're not because you are a capitalist. You are exploiting. This is what capitalism does. You exploit people. Now you're exploiting people's weaknesses. Well, you're exploiting people chemical reaction to a drug who they just keep wanting so now you're exploiting it to make profit for yourself (laughs) say capitalism is real it's the structure of the world what's the difference between a drug dealer selling to someone taking advantage exploiting them knowing that they have an addiction problem but continue yeah or uh a chemical punt company that's polluting into the rivers, the streamways, or you know, a, a nuclear plant that's you know polluting the air. I mean, it's the, all of it. Well, it's bad. corporatized now. But no, it, but but Legally. It, but but it's all bad. Yeah, and, that's and, what and, you're saying. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm saying is, it's bad on the small scale and it's bad on a big scale. scale yeah. And so, don't let people get you confused with these terms and terminologies to try to act like they are. 
hard, good or bad. Like people say street light is a badge of honor. I don't I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't I know we're talking about cops, but we have to get into the psychology. Why are you calling yourself street? Oh, why are you selling dope, period? Because he's a capitalist. Exactly. Right. And so he wants to make money, correct? Yeah. yeah. So he's a cat at the end of the day, he's a capitalist because obviously for every reason, whether you you need to pay bills, your mom don't got it, whatever the reason you decide, you see opportunity. I need to make money. You do it. Facts. Through and through you're a capitalist. <laughs> what you say means that's it, baby. Yeah, I mean it's as simple as that. I mean, it's no way around it. I'm I be trying to figure out why people So this is the accountability on I am. It's accountability three sixty. Yeah. When are you gonna start taking accountability for your actions and stop putting it off on the white man? That's true too. That's true. Because that's true. Because the thing is, is that you smart enough to run your own business, business. Yeah. a legal business, pardon me. You got a business, it's just illegal. Right. Smart enough to run a legal business, <laughs> and you smart enough, if you got interactions with people, if you really want to change things, you can build and galvanize and try to change the system and bring awareness. As you said, protest, organize. You can change things if you really want to do that. But... They don't want to do it. Mm. But, and again, it's not easy. It's really not easy because look at what happened to the Black Panthers. I do, I do want to put that caveat. I don't yeah, want they pe- tried. They tried. Yeah, they really were trying, but the system is so. Well, Jagger, who was a mother lover, you hear me? The, the system is so jacked up, I'm telling you. So that's why I say change happens from the top. Well, you know, that you know, they was part of the biggest threats in America, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, or so-called threats, you know what I mean? Facts. So, I mean, when you put things in perspective, like you said, you're right, man. It's, I think it's, <clears throat> it's up to us, and and you know what I think? As you, I think we should move in silence at times. Because when you silent, you know, you you ever heard the saying "silent but deadly." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, pertaining to something else, but silent but deadly. I mean, you can make things happen, and and like you said, organize, man, and people, and people need to be on the same page. Let me put that out there too, because like you said, means people opportunities, egos get involved. You know, people think it should go this way or it should go that way. I think at times we're not looking at the big picture. Um. And that's that's just not black. That's everyone. But I think we need to put differences aside, man, and look at what we can create. And we can create something major, man. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be no um, uh, a fictional land uh, when you're talking about Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? I think that could actually happen now. Maybe not on that scale with all that technology, but that we could have a Wakanda now. You know what I'm saying? And I think you know, as much as you know, as much as we we you know we we try to I don't know, man. I just feel like we we try our best at times, and then sometimes we fail because we're not on the same page. 
And at times we that's what it is, man. People people have other ideas or other uh motives on what should what it should it look like and what it shouldn't. You know what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. <clears throat> and sometimes we need to step back and let things just maturate and then once we get in that position to where something grows, we, we need to let things grow, grow, man. You know what I'm saying? Your job as a parent is to guide your child and hopefully you lead them in the right direction. But it's but once they become of age, they still got to just make their own choice, man. And I think that's what you got to do with this, man. You got to cultivate it. <clears throat> you know, it started with a village. I started with a community, man. So I, we need to, to invest in ourselves, man, and and like I said, urban development, redevelopment, <clears throat> um, the old corner stores that was owned by black owned businesses, man, you know, bakeries, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, in St. Louis on the hill, everything they got down there is owned by Italians, right? Mm-hmm. We should be able to have that same thing, bro. Not a knock against them because they did what they supposed to do. Yeah, Absolutely. But we should be able to do the same thing. That's all I'm saying. You know, I wish I was in a financial. Uh, um, uh, I, I wish I was financially. I'm sorry to where I can make some things happen, man. But you know, currently I'm a working working class man, just like the rest yeah, of y'all. We all are. <laughs> you did. So you know, I'm counting my apples. You hear me? But don't let me get some money. Something something gonna go down for real. Absolutely. And I know some good brothers that'll go in with me, man. Just, you know, so that's just my piece on it. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead, man. No. Take us out. Take us I out. Don't, hey, no, man. I'm hey, I'm just manifesting. <laughs> Listening to good conversation. And all to me, it's much needed conversation for each and every one of us to have because there's always other side of the coin other side of the argument that we should objectively try to discern and boy you smacking that hard boy you can hear it all through the thing don't edit this bro (laughs) it sound watery now it sound good I already, nuts and berries. Nah, the first when it happened early, I'm like, boy, Mikael, like, he can hurt. Yeah, nah, I can say, yeah, I was like, man, they gonna be like, what Mikael E? That's the first thing I was thinking when I was heard it. Um, but the conversation is necessary to have, and you know, it's a, I think that I think when we when we talk about these things, people don't really want to truly uh, look at both sides or cops unjustly murdering young black men? Yes. <laughs> Are young black men maintaining an image that would lead one to believe that they have a higher propensity to commit a crime? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And so for me, that's where the conversation starts. And I try to unpack these two questions. And 
from there we can find solutions. Nah, that's facts. That's facts. But unfortunately, this knee jerk reaction, our society is very feminized, very emotional, no logical. Nothing logical is on TV. Mm. Nothing that allows you to be rational and think. News isn't set up to be rational. News is set up to invoke emotions. Yes. And so accountability also should be held with our media outlets mm. and YouTube and all these new platforms that's popping up has decentralized a lot of that. And so now the media is going into profit mode and getting more. Well, we got to be as Outrageous. spicy as YouTube now, so we got to get these right. Right, spicy. I like that. <laughs> and so, again, I'm, I could be, I can go on and on about this conversation, but I, I say this. I think that at the end of the day, we just need to be objective on ourselves. I said it earlier, and we just really need to look at the facts and, you know, let's not get caught up on leaders on either side of the argument because they have an agenda. Facts. I one thing I was reading this investor uh book. Rather it was a YouTube channel, pardon me. But it's a YouTube video. Uh, it's an audio book, pardon me. And it was about an hour plus long. And you know, it's so funny when the gentleman was talking about be leery of anything you see when someone's on any of the news on the stock shows talking about a stock, they'll never trust nobody. Anybody that come on a stock show talking about stock, be cautious of their motive. <laughs> and so I'm gonna give you a prime example. Got a cut too. Huh? Prime example: Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful was talking bad about cryptocurrencies, and now they all on board oh, on it. Right. A prime example of that. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so this in that same light. How I view the stock market is how you should view these it, this issue. Be leery of what anybody say because they got a motive. That's all I got to say. Mm. Mm. And then if we're going to be a inundated or a part of this system, like me said, then we got to find ways to <clears throat> learn this system and manipulate it to the way it, 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 it makes our lives better because we are a part of this system, just like he was saying. And, and we have to utilize the skills that we have and, and understanding how to manipulate these rules because they do it all the time. So I think it's important for us to do what we need to do to make our lives better because don't nobody want to live a bad life on this world, man. They want that they want that heaven now. They don't want that hell right now because hell ain't nothing where you want to be at. So I just think that we need to understand what we're living in capitalize off of it since this is a capitalistic state and thrive that's it bottom line just thrive man and that's it bro i ain't got no more Mish. what's up with you Mish? You, you you good i'm great he great son and like i said man it's dropping jews podcast man we all on streaming out soundcloud spotify uh apple itunes uh, podcast, uh, uh, sketch, what is it, Stitcher? Uh, what is it? Man, I don't need Stitcher. Ain't that it? Stitcher uh, podcast. Man, we on social media, Instagram, Facebook. I know people have been saying we need to get us a TikTok uh, app. 
I don't know, man. I just I got to get with this social media times. I ain't all into it, but anyway. No, man. I don't take <laughs> TikTok. That's how I like some. Drop it, Jews. We out, baby. Funny. TikTok. These people crazy. <laughs>